Hey, what's up everybody? It's Pastor John here in Kristen, and we're on day 27 of our 30-day Bible reading journey. And today you get a special where you get a Groupon uh, devotional. <laughs> you get me and Kristen coming at you. Uh, we are coming back from vacation and <laughs> <laughs> and so you can tell behind us, we got a few things here, but we are excited to dive into first John one. So, uh, with that though, we are going to, um, break it up. So I'm going to talk about, uh, verses one through four, and then Kristen's going to talk about verses five through 10. And of course I'm a preacher, so I'm going to have to probably say something after her or something like that. So, uh, so we're going to actually be reading from the message translation. And so I'm going to read one, one through four and get us started. So this is what it says here. First John one, one through four message, message version. Uh, it says from, uh, actually, let me start off with, with this here, the book of first John, right? Cause you need some context here, right? John is the is the half brother of of Jesus. So they grew up together. So this was somebody writing um, that followed Jesus that was that was that was a disciple of Jesus. But the thing is he also grew up with Jesus. And this is somebody that if anyone knew Jesus well, it was John, right? And John called himself the disciple that Jesus loved essentially was like I'm Jesus's favorite right um but but this was someone that knew Jesus intimately that was one of Jesus's closest friends while 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 he was while he was on this earth and what we actually see here is 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 is, is, is that John is writing this uh, to followers of Jesus to convince them about who Jesus was because John had a perspective that not many other people had. And this is what he says there starting in verse number one and going through verse number four. He says this, from the very first day we were there taking it all in. We heard it with our own ears, saw it with our own eyes, verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in most sober prose that what we witnessed uh, that, or excuse me, that we witnessed, okay, I'm almost up, okay. And now we're telling you in most sober prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this, the infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it, we heard it, and now we're telling you so you can experience it along with us. The ex this, experiences, uh, this experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. And what John is saying here, he's like, guys, we saw this. We heard him. We saw him. We touched him. We walked with him. We saw his teachings. We heard him uh, speak. We saw his miracles. We saw him disciple people. We saw him die. We saw him rise from the grave. And what he's saying is like, y'all, we saw this and we want you to experience this same thing. And the crazy thing is, since John knew Jesus intimately, he grew, he grew up with him. It was just like, if anyone was going to like out Jesus, if anyone was going to be like, this dude's a fake, he's a false, he's a liar, he's a, he, he is not the son of God. It would have been John because he was such good 
friends with him. But even the Jesus' closest friend was like, this is, this is the guy, right? Here's the thing, those closest to you, they know you the best. Like, you know, personally, if, if, if I was like, I'm perfect. I am all perfect. I, I do nothing wrong. You know who'd be the first person to be like, full of, full of it, wrong. That's not right. It would be Kristen. Why? Because she knows me best. She sees me at my worst, right? She, she, she is there. Intimate detail. I mean, she, she is there. So if anyone was going to be like, uh, this dude's not, this dude's not perfect. This dude's crazy. Like, like it would be you. But you even see here, John, like Jesus' closest friend, says about Jesus, this is the real deal. We heard him. We saw him. We touched him. This guy is legit. And we want you to experience this same Jesus that we did. And that's what John is saying here with this first part. He's setting the tone for this book. He's setting the tone for this letter. He's saying, y'all, we, we, we want you to know about this Jesus guy. And then it goes into verse number five through 10, which I will let my wife talk about that. And then I will, of course, I'll have to throw something in there. Right? Yes. <laughs> so. so I'm going to read five through 10 in the message version as well. It says, this in essence is the message we heard from Christ and are passing on to you. God is light, pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we experience a shared life with him and continue to stumble around in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. We're not living what we claim. But if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life with one another as the sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son, purges all our sin. If we claim that we're free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. A claim like that is errant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, make a clean breast of them, he won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. Right. He'll forgive our sins and purge us all, um, purge, us, purge us of all wrongdoing. If we claim that we've never sinned, we out and out contradict God, make a liar out of him. A claim like that only shows off our ignorance of God. So in reading five through 10, I had a few thoughts and I write everything down. Um, so I'm gonna read <laughs> my thoughts. So um, starting with five, talking about, it, it's, an, it's the continued invitation to be in relationship with Jesus. Um, and it's talking about God is light and there is no darkness in him. And as a believer, we are to walk in the light, which means we're moving. We are being active in progression. We are being intentional to walk with God in the light. This brings us into close relationship with him. And when you're close in relationship with someone, like John was saying, they know you, you know them in ways that others and acquaintances won't. So walking in God's light helps us know him even more. Now, when you place something in light, uh, you can see everything. And that's the same for us. When our souls are in the light, we can see the sin that's within us. Admitting we are sinners allows God to cleanse us, forgive us, and we continue to naturally walk in his light. So confessing, admitting, it means to say the same as. When we confess our sin, we are willing to say and believe the same thing about our sin that God mm, says about it. That's good. <laughs> we need that's a continual stuff. cleansing. 
because the Bible says that we continually sin and we fall short of the glory of God. So it's an encouragement, five through 10, it's an encouragement to stay in the light, stay close to the light, um, admit that you need to be in the light and for God to cleanse you and forgive you. And you can do that by praying, which is just talking to God, um, reading the word, which you've been doing for the past 27 days. I continue, I mean, I encourage you to continue yes. doing we that. Will. <laughs> we will. We um, will. So we're going to continue to do that and yeah. then stay in fellowship or communication with other believers that will help spur you on to stay in the light. So that's what I got. Good job, babe. It's powerful stuff. So... I want to build really quick on 1 John 1, 9, right? Which in the NIV says that, says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And y'all, some of you right now hear, hearing that, you, you, you even think that you've gone too far that God won't forgive you. Right, because honestly, especially if you are a brand new Christian, you know, or somewhat new in the faith, you can some some you know, you can sometimes think that you've gone too far, that you've promised God, God, I'll never do that thing again, and you're just like Peter, and you're like God, I will never do that sin, I promise, I'm sick of it, and then you find yourself doing it in three, in three days, and and you're like God hates me, he's not gonna like me no more. This is a verse you need to hold on to. If you confess your sin, and just like Kristen said, when when you confess, it is saying the same thing about your sin. The the God the the God says it's not good, but at the same time, if you confess it, you're saying that you're like God. I know this isn't good. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just. Faithful is this that that means He'll always do it. He's faithful. He, he will be faithful to his word. He's full of faith. He's faithful. He he will do it. But then he's just, meaning, he, you know, he he is just, he will do the right thing, right? Justice it simply means to rule rightly, faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and to cleanse you. That's a promise, y'all. It's a promise. Don't hold your sin in. Get it out. It's just like taking a shower. Right, daily. It's it's just like so like like sometimes as Christians we stink because we don't because we don't confess and we don't get the stuff within us out. But here's here, here's the thing. confession is so good for your soul. It really is. And what and and what it's saying it's simply saying God, I see the sin that you already see, and God, I'm saying cleanse me, wash me clean, just like David prayed. He said, God, if there's any unclean way within me, get it get it out of me right so that's what i so that's what we want to encourage you with right with first john 1 9 if if you confess your sin and it's not just a one-time thing confession of sin personally is daily (laughs) like i'm like yep shouldn't have said that should have thought that god please forgive me yep i i shouldn't have you know and and it's just like it's a continual conviction that the holy spirit gives you it's not condemning right because there's a difference between condemnation and conviction conviction is from the holy spirit condemnation is from satan right conviction leads you to repentance condemnation leads you to death it leads you to hating yourself and you're not called to do that as christ followers we're called to be convicted by the holy spirit of our sin and when the holy spirit convicts us 
we do what First John 1 9 says, we confess our sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness and to cleanse us. And y'all, what an incredible joy and privilege we have to take our sin to the one that did that did something and does something about it, Jesus. Alright, so good job, baby. That was good. We should do that more often. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Alright. I'm gonna pray and then uh and then we're done and um love you it's three more three more days heavenly father we pause right now and thank you for your goodness and grace towards us and father god we we thank you for your promise that god that lord that if we confess our sins you're faithful and just to forgive us i pray for those right now listening to this that are struggling to believe that and struggling to walk in that are struggling to believe that god the god that you love them that God, if they cry out to you, you will forgive them and cleanse them. And that just is not a one-time thing, but that is a continual promise. So God, through the power of your Holy Spirit right now, I pray that you'd bring revelation and faith to each heart, each mind, each soul. God, to believe your word. God, God to believe that your word is true. And Father, we thank you. God, that Lord, that your word promises that God, you are real. God, just as John said, we saw him, we heard him, we felt him. He's real. I pray that our hearts would be assured that we aren't following blindly, that we aren't following just some craziness that somebody, some cleverly invented stories that somebody made up. That we have a faith that can be tested, a faith that can be historically true. The followers of Jesus saw him, watched him, and and. God and passed these stories down to us to where to where now we two thousand years later can follow can follow you and trust you and believe you. So Father, I pray right now for the power of your Holy Spirit to fill to fill each person watching and each person listening. And we thank you for your goodness and grace towards us in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. We love y'all.